We should have a scripted opening, to be honest. <laughs> Says the screenwriter that could have written us a script and didn't. Here. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of When the Girls Talk Boys and Other Stuff, starring your favorite best friend duo, Casey and Becca. So this week, a lot has been going on in the Five Sauce fandom, and we wanted to catch everybody up and give our thoughts on it. So last Saturday, so a week ago from today, we celebrated the one-year anniversary of their album, Calm. They did a live stream on Instagram. They all updated their apps, which was great. We finally got to see all four of them in one place. Um, For those of you that don't know, they tried to do a Twitter spaces a few weeks ago and they completely just, it failed. Um, They broke Twitter and then they tried to do it on Instagram, but they were like, oh, you can only do two people at a time because nothing was updated, but they got it together. It was pretty exciting. It was fun to hear from them. They talked about the album a little bit, but it was just, you know, kind of just like a check-in, like we miss everyone. Um, Casey, what was your highlight of the live stream? Ashton coming in late (laughs) and being the one to talk about wanting to talk about everything. Yeah. So Ashton lately has been kind of their like social media manager sort of. And, um, he showed up late to the party and he clearly like, he, I love him so much. He looked like he just rolled out of bed. Like the other three of them really like had it together. I swear Luke was like glowing. Callum was like ready to go. And like Ashton was like, sorry, I just got back from KK's. And I was like, well, that's obvious. Like he, like, I just, I love him so much. He was in like a robe and was like, all right guys, here we are. Like they made this whole poster to like advertise that they were going to go live. And then Ashton's like, rolling out of bed but they made it he (laughs) was trying to log in through his finsta uh that was embarrassing um but yeah it was fun to see them all I think they all look like so healthy right now even though Ashton looks like he rolled out of bed and is kind of rocking a Jesus vibe right now um they all look so healthy and like rested together I just I I love how Ash, they started talking about like you know trios and duos and Ashton was like I don't like trios and then kicked Callum out of the band oh my gosh that was so funny they kept saying like yeah we don't like trios or whatever and then people kept commenting like different trios they were like what about the Jonas Brothers and like all these other things it's so funny yeah, so Ashen was saying he hates trios, which was kind of nice. I feel like he was kind of poking fun at when everybody thought he was leaving the band. Yeah. And so he was kind of like say he was low-key saying like, I'm not leaving. I'm here to stay. This is it. Um, that was really funny. It then turned into them talking about a bug's life. <laughs> I don't remember who said it first. I don't but either. They were... They were like, we had a movie once and they were talking about like the actual DVD that they had. And then somebody said a bug's life was our movie. <laughs> and then they made their Twitter account um, bug's life <laughs> themed. It was quite hilarious. And Callum wasn't on the wasn't on it. <laughs> well, they were like, uh, well, Callum said, like, I'd be the caterpillar if we were in a bug's yeah. life. And then 
I think mm-hmm. it was Ashen was like, you wouldn't be the ca- the caterpillar. He's more of a main character. And they're like, <laughs> is Callum not the main character? Like, rude. Oh my gosh. It was so ridiculous, but it was so like, again, like authentically them. Like they are not serious people. I very much think they're like Casey and I, like they look at each other and they just start laughing. Like individually, they can have really in-depth conversations. Like when Ashton, after this live, he went live on his own Instagram and gave us a really like- Good insight into the album. Yeah. Yeah, he gave us some insight and like very educated responses to like what the fans were saying. It was really great. But as a group, they're just like so goofy and wonderful. And that's why we love them. Um, Definitely my favorite part was when they were saying like, oh, we need, they were saying they need something. And then Calm goes, also, we need a label. Yeah. (laughs) I was dying. They're just like, yeah, we're not signed. Like what? the album's coming but like we don't even have a label right now which i'm sure like they're going to get signed um because they're already like guaranteed to sell albums at this point they have so many loyal fans and if not they could just release it independently like ashton did so not too worried about them but that was pretty funny how they were like yep album's coming uh we're not signed um here we are. I also saw someone on Twitter say something that they started filming a music video, but I didn't know where any of those sources were. I did see that too. And I think they were talking about somebody that they work with. And there was like, I don't remember. I think it was from the last live. They had mentioned something about someone. It's so hard to tell on Twitter, like what is real is and not. what's real and what's speculation but oh. it wouldn't surprise me if they just start releasing stuff independently i mean ashton did it yeah. and i don't see why they wouldn't and i guess we'll just have to wait and see i love when michael shows the dogs <laughs> because that's me <laughs> i would the also. dogs are all we want to see petunia coming on was honestly the highlight they all need to show their dogs. And I was all for when when Ashton was late. Calm's like, I'm going to add Crystal. I was like, do it. Like, do it. I think she is so funny. Um, and she's just cool, like, outside of the fact that she's, like, with somebody in Five Sauce. Like, I don't just yeah. idolize her because she's with Michael. But I genuinely think she's just a really cool person in general. Yeah. Um, but you so I was like, add her. Like, she's funny. Like, put her on the live. Like, Michael clearly did not want to participate. He yeah. kept being like, let's end this. Like, they kept jokingly saying, let's end this. And then he was like, oh, like, just, just end this. I'm like, <laughs> Michael, get with the program. Like, this is. It was 11 a.m. <laughs> yeah, they're like mad that it's 11 a.m. I'm like, get up. Like, what do you do with your day? I don't know. Maybe that's just, it's a California thing. Although like- We're just gotten out of bed, so. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was 1 p.m. here for me. So I was like ready to go. I had like my laptop set up. I was like, this is my entertainment for the day. But- It was a Saturday, so. (laughs) Yeah, they're not used to waking up at a semi-reasonable hour, which reminds us like, as much as we think they're real adults, they're not they're just like us and they're fake adults and they like to sleep in as late as possible. And yeah, it's great. But 
that was a fun, that was a fun little Saturday activity. So now we're going to talk about the album that we were celebrating, Calm. So Calm came out last year and we don't think it gets enough love. Um, There's a few reasons for that, maybe that we're going to dive into, but I want to start by saying you can still love an artist like completely with your whole heart and not have every single song that they put out be your favorite song ever. I think it's okay to even like dislike a song. Um, It might be someone else's favorite and that's cool, but you don't have to vibe with every single song that they put out ever. I think if you just blindly love every single thing they put out just because it's them, I mean, you have the right to do that. But I think the more you listen to music and the more you really sit and think about it, you might not love every single song that comes out. And that's okay. That doesn't make you any less of a loyal fan. That doesn't mean you love them any less. Some people even with some artists don't like a whole album and that's okay. I mean, I think of Fall Out Boy, which their career has been a lot longer than Five Sauces. And there are certain albums that some people don't really love. Um, Like, for example, Mania, that is their most recent album. A lot of people aren't a big fan of it. I personally am not the biggest fan of Mania, but I definitely try to give everything that they put out a chance. So I remember back in the day um, after Infinity on High came out, the next album that came out is Fully Ado, which is my personal favorite Fall Boy album. And people are very loyal to their old sound. They're like, I only like Infinity on High and the albums before that, I don't like Fully Ado. And then they didn't give anything else a chance after that. And I think that's kind of sad because even if Fully Ado wasn't your favorite album, you know, the album next was Save Rock and Roll, which has like, my songs know what you did in the dark on it. Then later they put out Uma Thurman. Like they had all these hits afterwards, but people just already wrote off Fall Out Boy because they didn't like one certain song or certain sound and I kind of saw that happen a little bit with Calm whereas some people stayed in the fandom through Youngblood and then they kind of just were like you know what I don't really like Calm based on just the singles that were released or anything Um, but yeah I think you just need to be honest with yourself like if you do want to stay in a fandom like it's okay to not love every single thing that comes out but you still can support them as artists. And I think it's important to also give that a chance. Yeah. And I mean, there's this whole thing on Twitter and TikTok where people are like, oh, this album has no skips or whatever. And that's just not true because everyone has their own taste and you might love an album like Rebecca, like Becca said, but like it's okay to not like certain songs. Saying that an album doesn't have skips isn't true because maybe you're not feeling a song that day, or maybe you just genuinely don't like that song. It's okay. It's just not good to think that you have to like everything because you like this artist. And the same goes for liking actors and just any famous person. Because like, if you like an actor and they're gonna do a movie that you don't necessarily wanna see, but you feel like you have to go see it because you love the actor, that's not okay. Yeah, like I definitely think we've made the joke of like young blood has no skips and it's oh it's okay to if you personally feel that way but it puts a lot of pressure on if other people 
don't like a certain song, they might be like, oh, I don't want to like share that I don't love this song or whatever. And, you know, maybe that isn't the best way to support an artist to just go on Twitter and be like, I don't like this song. But if you're not, you know, overly promoting it or anything, you don't have to feel guilty about that. And I think it's okay. You can still love an artist with your whole heart and not love every single thing that they've put out. But I definitely think it's important to give everything a chance. That's kind of our point here, because I think that Calm came out and some people didn't really give it a chance, which like, you're not like morally obligated to or anything. I don't think you're like a horrible person or whatever, but I just think it's like you might be missing out on a lot of great music if you only go off of like one song that comes out. Also, I mean, going back to what you said earlier, um, it's funny because a lot of people were flocking to Five Sauce when Young Blood came out, but I also saw a lot of people leave when Young Blood came out because it wasn't their OG sound or anything. It was like, it's the new them. And like bands grow, their sounds grow over time. They're getting older. They're not 16 anymore. <laughs> they're yeah, it's- in their twenties. They're growing up. They're becoming more mature. They're becoming adults. They're not going to write about teenage romance anymore. I feel like you can't win as an artist. Like, it's funny you say that because um, in the Taylor Swift documentary that's on Netflix, she talks about how she has this constant pressure to reinvent herself. So it's like you have this constant pressure to do something new and exciting. But then if you are not like your old sound, people will still get mad at you. So it's like if they release another album that sounded just like Sounds Good, Feels Good, people would be like tired of it and sick of it but you're right like people did kind of leave the fandom after um sounds good feels good but also like I would say and I think that's a disappointment to be honest because Youngblood as although it's like one of their biggest songs I don't at all think it's overrated I think it's genuinely one of their best songs they've ever written if not their best song the album also just slaps. So. Yeah, it's also just a fantastic album. It's my personal favorite album. Yeah. Um, but I, Youngblood was just, it came out of left field, that song. it yeah. I don't get sick of it. Like, it got so much airplay that summer, and it's still a bop. Um, one of, okay, honestly, one of my favorites on the album, like, including, like, the deluxe version, is Babylon. Like, I love Babylon. I just like listening to it. I like, I love when Callum gets to sing. Me too. It's so fun when Callum's voice like sneaks in there. But yeah, yeah so speaking of kind of young blood transitioning into calm. So one of the reasons we think that calm maybe didn't get as much love as we think it should have. And it, you know, side note, Calm did really well commercially and people do yeah. love it. We don't want to be like this album flopped, but I just yeah. think in my personal circles, um, I think Calm didn't get enough love. So that's why we're here. But I think when you have an album and like a single as big as Youngblood, it's really hard to follow up on that. Yeah. Um, I think about when Taylor Swift released 1989, that was like, this revolutionary album. She really like brought this 80s kind of pop sound back. And so it's like, how do you top that? Like that album was huge. She won album of the year at the Grammys. How do you top that? And so she came out with Reputation and the, 
I want to say the first single was Look What You Made Me Do. I don't have that fact checked, but it was one of the earlier singles. And like personally, that's not one of my favorite songs. Um, Just because I am picky about when songs sound like multiple songs. Like I think the chorus and the verses don't really flow in my personal opinion. Like I still love that she was really confident and came out with that song and the video was really great. But it's like anything that she was going to do after 1989 was going to be judged under a microscope because people expect that level of like perfection. And so that's really what they went into with calm. They were coming off young blood. And so how do you top your top, you know, trying to top young blood was definitely going to be a challenge for them. And the first single they had released off calm was easier So I will be honest, Easier is not my favorite song that they've released. Um, I do love Luke's voice in it, and I think it does sound good. I just think it's a little, I don't know, it's a little bit slowed down for me. It's kind of, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. like. I just don't think it was a good, I don't think it was the right choice for the first single for their album. Yes, I agree with that. I don't think it's it really represents the whole album. And of course the whole album probably wasn't done when they released it. And I know like, I don't know who always decides like what song comes out first. Like I do remember Ash and saying in an interview, like, Oh, we do really think like we do try to put the singles out that we think represent the album. And that's, you know, obviously they're entitled to their opinion and whatnot. It's their album, but I don't personally think easier represents the album at all. I don't think it represents the musical quality, I don't think it represents the meaning because uh, some of these songs are really meaningful and even like dark. And so I don't think Easier really represented that. Also, as a side note, I think it's interesting that Easier is the only song on the album that none of the four of them wrote or produced, at least according to the credits on Wikipedia. Um, Please don't come for me if that's incorrect. Usually these things are pretty correct. Um, I just think it doesn't, not to be cliche, but I don't know if it really sounds like them. And I don't mean that in a way of like, oh, they always have to sound the same way. But I think other songs in the album really do feel like Five Sauce. It really feels like the four of them. And I don't think this song does. And that's maybe why I didn't like it as much. Yeah. I just... For me, I listened to it way too much when it first came out. So I'm kind of just numb to it now. But I lo- like my on the only reason I really listen to it is to listen to the bridge because I love the way Luke's voice sounds in the bridge. Yeah, and I definitely think even the songs that I don't like as much, um, I know that they sound fantastic live based on the performances they've given, based on the live from the vault versions, which are either on Spotify or um, some of them, if you have the like deluxe version of the CD, you can hear them. Easier Mm -hmm. live sounds fantastic. Teeth live sounds fantastic. No shame live sounds fantastic. Like, and I, I know that like they've talked about how they wanted this album to sound good live. And I agree with that. Like if that was their goal, a thousand percent they nailed this album it's kind of just unfortunate that they didn't get to go on tour right away with the album yeah um all right so let's talk about some songs that we do really love um personally wildflower 
is, and I know that was released as a single last March, but I don't think it got the hype it deserved. I remember hearing it on the radio when I was home um, and Kiss 108 in Boston. They definitely love Five Sauce. They even tweeted the other day about how they had a new album coming, even though like nothing's been announced. It was just like the picture of like Michael at the computer working on something. And they they definitely have a good relationship with that radio station. So I think that's probably why it got a little more airplay in Boston. Um, But I when that first came out, I was like, this is the song of the summer. Like, this is such a fun song. It has this like throwback 80s sound. It sounds great. It's so fun. This is going to be everywhere. And then it just wasn't except like for me listening to it. Um, So I wish I don't know what happened there. Maybe it's like, you know, because of the pandemic, there was a lot going on. There was a lot of music out. But Wildflower is so underrated it's such a fun yeah. song it sounds maybe not exactly like everything else on the album but I think it's a better representation of like where they are as artists than some of the other singles that were released the fact that wildflower didn't get as much hype just reminds me of disconnected because like they've even admitted to that to how they should have you know tried to like use disconnected more because it's such a bit because we all love it and they it looks like they tried with wildflower but I just think the circumstance of the world just didn't help yeah and it's pretty like sad because I thought it was such an uplifting song like whenever someone wants music I'm like listen to wildflower it's such a fun song I'm trying to get them to put it on the playlist at my summer job that's (laughs) like my dream it's my ringtone right now I'm just it's I don't get sick of it. I love it. It's so fun. Um, and it definitely deserved more hype. So definitely. Casey and I were talking earlier about how we like the second half of the album more. So it's kind of like flip over the vinyl, like listen to the B-side. I will say for the first half of the album, I love that they open it with Red Desert. Yes. Oh my gosh. You're perfect. so right. Because the, just the way it sounds... Like they were talking about on the live, like I cannot wait to hear Red Desert live. Like I will, I don't know what I would, I would give so much to hear it live. Red Desert should have been a single, like a thousand percent. It is such a fun song. Even like, so I always try to introduce my dad to the stuff I like. And I played him Red Desert and he was like, this is such a cool song. And he's so into like bands from the eighties and stuff. And he was like, this is so cool. And it's so fun. And it's also like a really unique meaning, like talking about like spiritual awakening and like abandoning like what's holding you back and being free. Um, I think there's a lot to be said about that. And the harmonies, the harmonies, when it goes into the second chorus, oh my gosh, I'm obsessed. Like, why was this not a single? This is a fantastic song. You're so right. I it's, it's like it's literally healing just listening to it like I it's so beautiful it really is and and I mean they've referred to calm as like a self-care album before Mm -hmm. and having red desert be the opening for a self-care album is perfect because it's literally like a it is like the self-care song I'm obsessed with it. It's so fun. Like if you're going on a long drive, turning the 
radio all the way up and just going for it. I'm obsessed. Um, so then talked about the singles. So it goes, I'm looking at the track listing right now, just so make sure I have all the information correct. So it goes red desert. It goes all the singles and then it goes into best years, which that like might be my favorite song on the album. I have cried a lot to it for no real reason. Um, It's so beautiful. And it's so like, it's funny because it's like, sung in this way that's like this epic love song but then it's about like the little things like holding your hair back when you throw up like that's it's like weird but also like that's like the sweetest thing you could do for someone you know and it just makes me feel very real and it it's like okay like this isn't just like a romanticized situation this is like you're really in love with someone it also just has like a beautiful line out of all of their love songs like I want to hold your hand while we're growing up is honestly one of my favorite lyrics they've ever written that is actually my twitter header right now there's like a graphic that says that I think it's so sweet um so we love that also lover of mine should have been a single lonely heart too yeah also yeah both of those like love of mine is such a fun song. And I also think like it would have been playable on the radio. Like I understand sometimes they release songs that are going to be more popular for a wider audience, but I do think lover of mine would have done well if it was released as a single personally. Yeah. Um, it's just like musically, it's really great. The meaning is really great. I'm just obsessed. Um, yes. Lonely heart also a bop an absolute thin white lies really does something to me mentally uh that's a really like dark and deep song that goes in there that Mm -hmm. one if you're a young blood fan definitely thin white lies and i think not in the same way kind of sound a little bit more like the young blood album feel free to disagree with me okay cool glad you agree no because i i was putting them on shuffle and i was i think if well if um, if these walls could talk could came on and then not in the same way came on right after and I was like you would never know the way they just go into each other it sounds like it's on young blood yeah definitely um and then high totally underrated like I don't think high would have been good for like the radio whereas a single it's a great end to the album because it's a lot quieter but it's it's really dark like you kind of the whole album you kind of go on this journey of like back and forth relationships we're really in love there's still some dark stuff going on and it ends on this like really like self self like reflective a little bit of self-loathing like when you're like I know your friends don't like me it's basically like you're admitting that you screwed up but and you have this like bitterness inside of you it it's so like having that skill of self-reflection is also just like a great personality trait to have yeah but and it just sounds really great like those harmonies at the end the perfect ending to the album in my opinion and then there's kill my time if you have the extra one yes that was a fun little bonus that's just a fun song in general yeah so 
I guess long story short, Calm is a great album. Um, I wish more people gave it a chance. I wish it got more of the hype that it deserved, but I do understand why when you hear a first or second single off an album that you don't like, you might be like, eh, I'm not really going to like the album. Um, and I understand it is very hard to top an album like Youngblood. So I get it. But yeah, we definitely think you should check it out. If you've ever liked them, if you've never liked them and you're just listening because you're a good friend of ours or you think we're funny and charming, um, definitely go listen to Calm <laughs> and have an opinion. See what you think. So that's all we have for today. Um, make sure that you are following us on Twitter for updates. Our Twitter account is Girls Talk Boys. Talk is spelled TLK. And fun little side note there, I realized it also says Girls Stock Boys because it says STLK. Um, it's not an account to stock people, just in case anyone was worried. Um, we will try to follow everybody back. So if you just want to get a free follow, go for it. Um, I don't know if people do that anymore, but please follow us for updates. And if you're on Spotify, give this episode a like. You can click the heart. You can download it. And stay tuned for the next episode.